Welcome back to How It's About. On the menu today is a French sandwich. We have a visit to France, some Swiss cheese, as Switzerland in between, and some more France. Enjoy. You're going to get three stories, just like Justin said, France, Switzerland, France. But in between those, you're also going to get two interviews. Um, a guy we met in Switzerland and a guy we met in France. So first of all, an overview of what these countries are like. Just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, especially in the summer. You're just driving around. We had a rental car, and France is just rolling hills and castles and cathedrals every which way you go. Switzerland, just gigantic mountains and beautiful lakes. And in both countries, they really love their cheese, chocolate, and baguettes. Mm -hmm. So we had quite our fill of both of those things while we were there. And they were incredible, just really, really delicious. But um, our first story is about... A place in France called Taizé. You may have been there or you may have heard of it. It is a really well-known um, Christian ecumenical kind of monastic mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and people from all over the world go and have retreats there. And so I actually went back in college and um, so this was my first time being there in eight, eight or nine years and it was it was incredible to be back and there were like 4,000 people there because it's the summer which is the busy time and so we were there with just a bunch of people from all over the world and got to spend a whole week there so it was Justin's first time so I'll let you tell um, them about what it was like for you I mean as is the case with many of these things Lauren drags me into I have no idea what's going (laughs) on so we show up and I mean first thing I notice is there are just insane amounts of young people everywhere and I I said oh there's probably going to be mostly people middle aged that want to just have a quiet little week away Apparently, Not at all. <laughs> it's sort of a rite of passage for a certain kind of leaving high school, going into college. You know, you go to Taizé, spend a week, find yourself kind of thing. Young Germans, young French people, everywhere, playing games, having fun, bringing guitars, you know, singing Wonderwall. Oh, just like literally Wonderwall yes. happened. Yep. And Old Town Road. <laughs> uh-huh. Old Town Road. Turns out we missed the famous song. Um, anyway, we're back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just wow. Different than I thought. Absolutely different. But set in the the hills of Cluny used to be a very famous monastery down in the town but this is also an active monastery up in the hills and couldn't ask for a more beautiful setting for something like this and all the buildings and the layout is just conducive to strolling and thinking and sitting and there's gardens and a very very peaceful place to be and Mm. I, I, I don't know what I thought but it wasn't this (laughs) <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So every day there's a there's a a rhythm to your day. You have three prayers. You have your morning prayer, afternoon and evening. So everyone, the whole, you know, group of 4000 enter into this huge church area. There's no chairs. You're sitting on the ground and um basically you're singing different lines of scripture or, you know, Christian poetry or whatever, mm-hmm. over and over, and it's in a different language each time. So we have sung in many, many different languages. I'm sure we had no idea what we were even, uh, what languages we were even yeah. singing well, in. They had the translations, so you could at least. We knew what them. we were singing, but we didn't know what language it was. Like there were some Slavic mm-hmm. languages yeah. we didn't know, but you just kind of listen to the people around you. But and, beautiful harmonies, uh, yeah. all different, just that haunting sound of that many voices all mm. singing in unison. And you do it three times a day. And it's just you kind of end up in rhythm with each other because of this kind of sacred rhythm you're all going through. It's it's very powerful just to be at peace and in unity with that many people. And here's actually an example of what one of the songs would have sounded like, a recording that I took while we were in prayer. (laughs) 
And um, within the prayer time, there's also 10 minutes of silence. So you're also doing three uh, three times a day, 10 minutes of silence, which is a good practice it's as well. hearing that many people yeah. go silent. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the best things about Tizay, though, is meeting new people. So we got to totally. just connect with some incredible people, new friends that we met from Sweden and Singapore, Israel. Of course, Germany. Germany. Egypt with Egypt, an Egyptian coffee yeah. invited us out to. Yes, and... yes. So lovely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was just a delight. And, uh, yeah, Tizay. I, I would love to go back. I honestly thought I might go back um, part of this trip, but we just had had to keep moving. So, so many more places yeah. to be, but what a place of refuge yep. in the midst of just day-to-day jumping around everywhere to just stop and be invited into a, a peaceful lifestyle for a week was Absolutely. just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. All right, so when we started talking about Europe, first thing that came out of my mouth was Alps. Just <laughs> I don't know a lot. Well, I know a lot more about Europe now, but at that time didn't know much. I just knew the Alps were there. And we had to get up in them Alps. So, totally part of the plan. Uh, as we've mentioned, that kind of gave the steering wheel to Lauren with Europe. And at some point, she was sort of hinting that we might not make it to the Alps. And I was <laughs> accepting that, but also a little confused. Like, I had, like, one request, just that we might make it to the Alps. It's cool. No worries. Uh, <laughs> but we get on a train. Don't know where we're going. Leaving to Zay. And it's part of the surprise. And all of a sudden, we're in Geneva. Ha, That's right. Ha, ha, ha. He had the no foot idea. Hills of the Alps. He had, had no a little, idea. A little bit of trouble getting our rental car. Uh, ended up Ugh. on the Swiss side. No, on the French side of the, the the train or the yeah. We ended the airport there. And long story short, we actually had to take a taxi to the other side of the airport because we couldn't walk through customs to the Swiss side, even though it was Don't just ask. thirty feet. Ugh. Yeah, one of those. That was terrible. You, you know, Europe is mostly a union. Let's just say that much. Sometimes <laughs> not. So we get our. Swiss rental car and drive back to France. A lot of that. Um, and we just get ourselves on over to the Alps eventually. And I don't even know what can be said. I mean, after growing up in the mountains, visiting now the Himalayas, but then ending up in a totally different flavor of mountain. I mean, it's, you know, there's the Southern Alps in New Zealand and such, but the, these Alps are truly where it all started. Uh, mm. the, the quintessential... Uh, mountain village. I think the the beauty of the Alps is that the people for so many years there have found this harmony with these hills. The way they mm. farm, they use these tractors that can almost go straight up. It's crazy. They have these teeth that dig into the, the sod and these really low slung little tractor cars that, you know, these farmers can go up very, very steep grazing hills with. And um, the the way the houses are built to handle the snow, to handle the angles and avalanches, everything is just the artwork and the beauty of the villages is designed in a very practical symbiotic way with the rugged beauty of the Alps. And I don't know if there's no other way to describe it, but the, the, the quintessential vibe that you might imagine when you show up is absolutely there and they're not faking it. It's just, that is, that is life for them, you know? Um, so we ended up meeting up. Yeah, we had the absolute delight to meet up with, um, very, very good friends of ours, um, Mary and Ben Beeshold. Mary, I went to high school with, and um, yeah, we have... just happened to be there. Yeah. Same, same day. It was so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we went on a hike with them. They were very gracious to spend some of their holiday time with us, and we just had a great day. 
They, of course, took us on a really intense, rigorous hike because they are massive hikers. And so... They asked us what kind of hike we want. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I mean, maybe if we yeah, did like, like 20 kilometers. And they're like, okay, so we'll do like 27 or whatever we did. I no, no. I said 10 <laughs> kilometers would be just fine. And they're like, okay, so how about like 23? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we did that. Um, we went up to this really cool um, kind of plateau surrounded by mountains. It was called Tanz Bodeli, which means the dance floor. Mm. And it was just an incredible view. And while we're at the top, there was this guy with a drone. And he initially came up to us and was like, I'm really sorry. I know it's it's a drone. And it's, you know, it's noisy. But if it's okay, I'd love to take some photos for a second. And I can even take some photos of you guys. No, I said, hey, it's fine. Oh, that's but right. You better email us some photos. I was kind of half joking. But he's like, oh, yeah, deal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, it was it was Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yes. you credit. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're waiting for those photos to show up. Um, I think... Um, Ben, ben gets, gets might them. have them, so <laughs> we're gonna ask for that. They're gonna uh, be epic. Yeah, it's a yeah. perfectly flat grass plateau Ugh. at the top of an alp, essentially. Just gorgeous. Yeah. Panorama, gorgeous, huge waterfall, glaciers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hills truly are alive. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> With the sound of cows, bells. Oh right, massive bells on the size of basketballs. Sometimes huge yeah. bells. <laughs> Not only are the bells huge, but the cows are huge. And happy. These are the biggest cows. I've ever biggest, seen. happiest cows. Yes. Yeah. Just, could there be a bigger and or happier cow? No, I don't think so. No, this, yeah. is where they, this is where they start. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was just And just they're just wonderful. roaming about across the paths and you can hear them. You hear a sound the of the waterfall and the sound of the bell. And Ugh, it's just dreamy. Yeah. So dreamy. So that was, that was the, that was the Alps and we, we camped down um, in, uh, what was it? Grimoire? Uh, yeah. Lauterbrunnen? Yeah, down. Mm-hmm. Just at the base. So it was crazy camping down here because it was against one of the steepest uh most uninterrupted faces that is in the so Alps. cool and people base jump there and so all morning evening afternoon anytime you might be there you're just kind of walking along all of a sudden you hear this whooshing sound and someone lands re- right close to you with a parachute because they've just base jumped and it's going on all day they take the the cable car up and they just hop on off just casually all day long people are hopping and floating there's also paragliders going all the time floating. so the the carefree adrenaline blend is amazing they're just so casually throwing their bodies off these cliffs with, yeah. with just mirth <laughs> you know, the, the alps were made for such a person yes yeah. yes truly it was, it was pretty pretty cool to behold so yep. yeah so that was the alps and um while we were in switzerland we had just the great privilege to stay with a friend of of our friends the schmitz um from our church growing up um this lovely, lovely, just incredible person named Delphine. Ugh, we just fell in love with this woman. She lives on the border of, of France and Switzerland, so we had a little bit of a drive to get into where we wanted to go. But it was such a gift to stay with her. She she was just so much fun to chat with, and you're going to hear, you will you will know when, when we share with you our interview. She's just so hilarious and so much fun, and she cooked incredible food for us which i think we talk about in the interview so oh yeah without further ado our interview with delphine all right so we are sitting under a tree in the lovely town of dell and um sitting with a new friend of ours delphine yes and it has been such a treat to get to know her and enjoy just spending time with her so my pleasure yeah yeah it's been awesome so delphine Yes. Um, and she's a friend of a friend from back home, so that's that was the connection there. But tell us two fun facts about yourself. Um, first of all, I would say I am a clone. 
Ah, and a clown, a right? Clown. Right. Sorry, yes. I don't say <laughs> a clown. There it is. And yes. It was a dream of my life because when I was a kid, yeah, a kid, yeah, I, um, I went to the hospital once. Mm. I was ill, ill, and um, I saw clowns, and they gave me joy. Yeah. And I said, one day I will be that one. Yep. And so um, I decided to to learn. Yep. Uh, cloning. And so I'm a clown. This is one of fun things. I yeah. hope so. Absolutely. Yeah, and actually, we can. I was not at all surprised to learn that fact about Delphine because she's so, just really funny and really quick and just. Yeah, yeah, so it was not a surprise at all. You, you, you are too. You should be a good clown. Oh gosh. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, sure. And uh, secondly, as we speak together, we spoke about that. I'm a fisher girl too. Yes. I love fishing. I love fishing trouts yeah. in the wild. Yes. And I hope someday I will fish salmons mm. in Washington State. Yeah. I Why haven't so. you done that already? That's a good question. Oh. Because I yes. haven't met you before. Well, we're going to go fishing next <laughs> yeah. time you come. Except maybe Jenny will want to spend all the time with you. So we have to, <laughs> she loves, you know. She, she Can she share? Fish uh, too. Oh, yeah. I wanted to fish, yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So we're all going to come back and have a fun fishing trip in Washington yeah. next time she visits. Um, but our, yes, yeah, so our next question was, um, we've enjoyed the most incredible food here with you. Um, Duffin made us <laughs> exquisite Swiss fondue, yeah. which apparently if you go to Switzerland, it's like you can't, you can't, what did you say? You can't go to Switzerland without eating fondue. And yes. what you need to know is yes. um, everybody wants to eat fondue in Switzerland, but only the true Swiss people yes. eat fondue in the summer. Right, because it's a hot dish. It's a hot dish, very hot. We had, we had hot days together Yeah, here. <laughs> it's been very and hot. And you are brave to have fondues in the summer. You, you can be adopted as Swiss people. Yes! Oh, we're you so You did thrilled. it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> But, man, I couldn't even think about the temperature of it because it was so good. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, and it you're was. just an exquisite um, cook. Yeah, so is there... Um, I wanted to know about when did you learn to cook and how did you become such a great cook? Um, my mom is is also a great cook cooker cook cook How do a you cook, say? Yeah. cook. Uh -huh. a cook so i first uh, learned to eat good things yes. <laughs> and when you love good things you love eating and preparing good yeah. things Absolutely. and you know i also love all the nature yeah uh, picking up the fruits of the nature yeah. mushrooms uh, vegetables yes and it's a pleasure to prepare to cook to cook it yeah and put yeah to put seen. things together and mm -hmm. um, try to to um, exhaust the flower yeah flavor yeah. Flavor. Uh, flavor yeah 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 you know? yes so for me it's like a yeah. game trying mm. to find the good flavors together yeah and yeah yeah that's a gift a as well best. and so. we got to enjoy that so thank you yeah <laughs> And then the last we made a quiche Lorraine just for Oh, me. yes, yes. Oh my gosh. We were, we were greeted with a quiche Lorraine for me because it's like my name. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was so good. I need the recipe, by the way. Um, and then the last question is about those big old mountains over there, <laughs> which you've loved to go and, and hike around in. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you've spent many, many years walking around. What, is, what would you say is one of your favorite hikes? Oh, one of my favorite hikes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
It's not a big one, but um, it's named Shamshod. This is the name of the mountain. Lovely. It's in the Alps. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you know, it's uh, about four hours hiking. Mm -hmm. Not so hard, but um, at the end, it looks like um, when you're climbing. You need yeah. to climb at the end. And yeah. This looks very mountainy. <laughs> yes, a mountainous view. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You understood. So Wonderful. this is one of my favorite. Wonderful. Shamshod around yeah. Grenoble, the city of mm. Grenoble. Yeah. Well, your life is just so full of... Um, I just think that you enjoy everything that God has given you. And yeah. it's really inspirational to see just your vivacity and love of life and love of all the things he's given you so okay praise the thanks. lord yeah praise the lord and thanks for sharing it with us uh, thanks for coming here i yeah. hope you will say to all your friends that there is beautiful house to welcome yes. them in france yes it's wide open and it's it's two minutes from switzerland so yeah yes it's the if perfect you want to place go. to go <laughs> it is come on all right thank you Oh, we were just so, so grateful to stay with Delphine. As you can hear, she's just a delight. So great memories with her. But yeah. um, we had to go on, sadly. She did invite us to stay for <laughs> as long as we wanted. But um, we had to get going. And so we did actually end up going up into a few other countries. But we're going to just, because this episode is about France and Switzerland, we're coming back to um, tell you about our time in Paris, which was actually a couple weeks after um, Switzerland. So Paris. Oh my goodness, Paris in the summer. Justin, what did you think? Oh, it's amazing. You know, I had heard Paris is the best city in the world, and that's that's tough compared to so many of the really beautiful, awesome cities that we've been to. You know, Rome was always just the top of the list for me, and Paris is just fighting neck and neck for different reasons. You know, it's just... It's, it's just so beautiful. I mean, it's full of romance. There's no other way to put it. It is a mm -hmm. very romantic city. I mean, to go with my wife was just wonderful. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, just getting a little dressed up and going around and going to a cafe and every everything is just so Paris. I don't know. That's it a really is. Description, but, um, <laughs> there is a particular aesthetic though. There and is. It, yeah. And they're not, and they don't, they're not trying hard. Yeah. Uh, it's it just, it's just very effortless. Um, well, it looks effortless. Oh well, yeah. Who yeah. knows? Um, <laughs> all the different places, the Louvre. We I went. really love the Louvre. I, I'm a sucker for a good museum and for somebody who would like to see it all and do it all, very frustrating to to go into a museum and maybe see 30% of it, 20% of it. Probably not even that much. At a half sprint. Ooh, yeah. I mean, at one point I broke free from Lauren and said, I just got to go. I got to run. And so I just started essentially jogging through the Louvre, trying to take in as much as possible, mm. especially the sculptures and just so many different kinds of 3D kind of visual art, which is definitely my favorite um, visual art. Yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Unbelievable! I took a bunch of pictures just so I remember, you know, what a mummy sarcophagus looks like, or what uh, ancient Babylonian pillars from actual Nebuchadnezzar's time. You know, just really insane things that we saw. And not to mention the Mona Lisa. However, we did not take a photo of the Mona Lisa, and this was very intentional because we were so annoyed at everyone who was crowding around just taking photos and moving on. So we decided when we waited in line to go see the Mona Lisa that we were just gonna push our way gently but firmly to the front look at her for a couple seconds enjoy the moment and move on and so that's what we did yeah there's probably a crowd of 40 people around us snapping as many pictures oh, as just, possible it just was a little obnoxious so we just and, and it was almost like we were surrounded by an ocean wave of humans and cameras but yeah we had our moment of just 
awe. Yeah. <laughs> a bubble of silence in the midst of a, yep. a bunch of hype. <laughs> she is. She is. She is beautiful. She's worth the hype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that smile. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and how could you mention Paris without, of course, mentioning the Eiffel Tower? Oh, the Eiffel Tower. Yes, which we loved, and we did climb right was, at dusk. Yeah, so we were a little worried we missed the sunset. But eh. we ended up up there right as the blinky lights as the, went off. As the blinky lights, as the sparkles went off, yep, yep. we were in it. It was yeah. just cool, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, it always shocks me how much taller the Eiffel Tower is from the rest of the van, the rest of the city. Um, it really is. It's it's quite a bit taller than everything around um, if you go up to it. If you're looking at it from far away, it doesn't look like that. But when you're on top of it, oh my gosh, it is it is quite tall. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful. And, and just the feat of architecture and learning all about the history of it. and. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool structure yeah one of the things i was super excited about uh surprising justin with was one of our nights of accommodation in paris because it was really hard at that point in the trip to find something affordable but my mom had mentioned that sometimes there are monasteries that you can stay at in the city for fairly cheap and so i started poking around and it took me a long time to actually get a hold of someone because i think the the websites aren't necessarily the most user-friendly conducive to connecting you (laughs) they they want you to really want it to get there yeah Yeah. and so i did find this one monastery that was willing to take us and um and and they were like well but you have to participate in uh, a part of what it is is that you're participating in a in the 24-hour um adoration so you need to when you come you sign up for an hour in the nighttime some sometime you know in the early a.m um to wake up and and go down to the chapel or go down to where where the praying is happening and you need to pray for a whole hour that's that's what you're doing and then we provide you a bed and it was six years a person so I was like yeah that sounds great I didn't even bother looking at where it was because I was just you know we'll figure it out we'll get there Um, I'm sure it'll be great whatever Um, so I was kind of picturing like in the middle of the city just kind of tucked away in some you know little little monastery church somewhere um down a down a side street and then um as the day approaches and justin has no idea where we're staying i start looking it up and uh, realize that the address was the same address as the um the famous Sacre Coeur church that we were going to go visit, or cathedral really, up on the hill, the second highest point in the whole city, which is one of the main tourist uh, attractions in the city. We were planning on going to it anyway, and I was just so confused. I was like, how is the address the same? Well, turns out... That was it. <laughs> we were staying at the Sacre Coeur. <laughs> yeah, unreal. I mean, oh, such a shock. There's some sweet moments a... when we feel like we've ended up on the inside track of something. Just a few on our trip. More, maybe more them. than a few. But this was one of them. We were walking around. You know, obviously we have cathedral overload, but the inside of it was breathtaking. Like a Sistine Chapel painting of Jesus on the, the main dome. His arms just hugging the whole really world. Really amazing, amazing yeah. uh, mural. And we're walking oh, around, and Lauren sees this the side door, and she walks through it. And I'm all for trying to go places we're not exactly supposed to go. It says do not enter. It says do not enter, and huge. There's no way to kind of, <coughs> you know, sweet talk your way out of this one because you had to pretty much walk past the tape. And so she does. I was like, Lauren, I, I don't think we're supposed to go back there. I mean, I'm down, but uh, I don't want to get in trouble from a nun or something. You know, that sounds scary. <laughs> anyway, she's like, Justin, it's okay because we belong here. I was like, what do you mean? I don't get what you're saying. She's like, no, 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 we're staying here. And that was like one of the bigger surprises she dropped yes! at that moment. Nailed to, it. When there's thousands of people outside and around this property 
just kind of hoping to take a picture near this thing and we get to call it home for the evening. Really special moment for, for me to realize that Lauren had went through all this trouble and had jumped through these hoops and had gotten us on the right list to end up staying inside this beautiful historic place. So kind of made really made Paris for me because it's easy to kind of feel like an outsider in Paris because they've got this thing going on and they're so everything about their life is so beautiful you just kind of get to be an outsider looking in well in this case we were the insiders kind of looking out and that was a really fun awesome moment to get Mm -hmm. to share yeah yeah and they put us up in these dorm rooms really nice now we Um, had to be separate yeah yeah of course the top floor yeah I was with the the men's side was the women's side um and we uh yeah we came down at what 1 a.m 2 a.m something like that and it was just perfectly quiet and it was dark and you walk oh, in and, candles. You, and there's just a few people sitting on these pews so and quiet so for what 120 years 130 years 130 this... years there has been a non-stop person in this space praying non-stop so they just take shifts there's always someone on post and so we got to continue a 130 year tradition um, yeah, in Paris, so really felt connected to the history. Yeah. It's very, very powerful, sleepy experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we went back to sleep in our comfy little dorms yeah. and got up and walked out uh, with a smile on our face, knowing we had just gotten to do something <laughs> truly special and truly unique yeah. in the city of love in Paris. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Um, yes, we were just super grateful for that. But our very last night, I think this was one of the most enjoyable things for me. Our very last night in Paris, we stumbled across, I was just looking for dancing. There's got to be dancing somewhere. And there was, there had been a lot of dancing, um, around and I think we had gone to take some classes or something, but, Mm -hmm. but I had heard about somewhere along the river Seine-Seine, I still don't know, Seine, Seine, it's Seine. Mm-hmm. The River Seine, which goes through the city, there are these four amphitheaters that are on the edge. They kind of open up to the river. So it's amphitheater, amphitheater, you know, all next to each other, opening up to the river. And it said that every night from 9 to 12, there's dancing, four different styles of dancing. And um, we happened to be, our last night was a Saturday night. So I think it was particularly well attended. So if you do go to Paris, highly, highly recommend going and checking this out because it was so vibrant and so amazing but in the first we we got we were walking along and we couldn't really tell if anything was going on because we you know couldn't see anyone and then we crested over this hill and came down and saw this huge just packed out hundreds of people just dancing latin club music so bachata salsa merengue just packed just people in there blasting music dancing and it was so cool. We didn't even try to get into it because it was so packed and there was just no room to dance. So we moved on to the next, you know, thinking, okay, what's in, what's on, what's down the next, you know, hallway. And um, the next one was um, totally different. It was all mostly older couples dancing the Argentine tango. Mm-hmm. So that was also super intimidating. We're like, well, we, I don't think that we can even get in there because they're all pros. <laughs> they're yeah. all pros and there were not enough of them to hide behind and uh, they're all just amazing. So we just kind of watched them for a bit and we're just kind of astounded like, wow, how neat is that? And then we moved on to the next one and it was um, folk dancing. Folk dancing. Yep. Brit- uh, what do they call it? Brittany folk dancing. So mm-hmm. basically French folk dancers. And this was like, okay, we can we can hang here. We can watch what's happening. And we can probably jump in. So we, we it was so funny how different everyone was. And these people, they all just came 
dressed like kind of hippie peasant people, you know, with like yes. really cool. They, they, they did. They had these <laughs> yeah. like flowy skirts. Like they were kind of yeah. trying to make, you know, be that look. There was a vibe. And well, it was or, awesome. Or they're effortless like everything else. Effortless, yeah. And they had, you know, just a full live band, whereas the other places had, you know, speakers. Yep. And uh, and so they had this live band playing this live music. And um, we definitely jumped in and learned a couple oh, yeah. of those you dances. You hold hands and then you switch partners and you circle yeah. around. You end up dancing with everybody in this big circle. And it was great. Meet, meet lots of people. And yeah. they, they ask you something in French and you just smile. And you're like, ha, 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 That's something to mention. <laughs> Really, a lot of French people choose not to or do not speak English. Yeah. It's just not maybe something that's taught in the schools as prominently, or they just really love French, and that's okay. But We had been told, yeah. too, that, I mean, that we that we kind of look like we might be French. I don't know. So I think people m- might have assumed we were A lot of people assume we were French, French and they just yeah. start talking to us full speed in French, and we oh just my gosh. smile and nod and keep yeah. dancing. But anyway. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought that up, because there is, you know, you always hear, oh, French people don't like to speak. English and are, you know, sometimes a little bit more brusque or more on the, you know, that side of things. And we should, oh, that was yeah. not at all our experience. Yeah. Everyone that we talked to in France was super kind, super friendly, super welcoming. So I would just like to dispel that stereotype and say, come to France. Um, it's beautiful and lovely and the people are great. So oh, I, yeah. I didn't experience no. that at all. Zero, zero rudeness whatsoever, but just a little bit of that distinct, like, oh, wow, in this day and age. It's true. There's the people that just love their language and want to speak their native language. And, totally. And it's honestly really cool. There's just, just holding to it. Why not? Yeah. And in the very last amphitheater was <laughs> a huge sound system and just top 40 hip hop going and just a bunch of younger people just having a good time over there. So yep. that was a blast. It was just so fun to see so many people coming out. And yeah, eventually the, the police came and very politely let everybody know that the time was coming and yeah. all the leaders from all the bands stepped up and walked over and mm-hmm. surrounded the police car and just had a nice pleasant <laughs> chat about how the sound was going to go away here in about 10 minutes and then It was it was actually pretty polite, you know. And it this didn't, entire it went scene off just fine. Of a thousand people dispersed. Just like just that. Just peacefully, yeah. like, okay. And this happens, That's how I it think, goes. definitely every Friday and Saturday night, but I, from what we were told, every night there's dancing at this so place. Fun. That was when I looked at Justin and I was like, let's move here. We've, we've had a lot of <laughs> let's move here moments, but that was, that was certainly one of yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Well, our very last part of this episode is an interview with a friend of ours that we met in Thailand. Uh, Vanessa put us up for a night, um, one of the nights where we were going in and out of different countries and happened to be in France. And so you're going to get to know Vanessa and she's going to tell you about some cheese and some other fun things about France. Enjoy. All right. So we are here with our friend Vanessa, whom we actually met at a cooking class in Thailand, Northern Thailand, amazing experience, and connected through Instagram, and she has been gracious enough to host us here in Kerbak, <laughs> France, right on the right on the German border. So even though this is a France interview, we're also going to get some German culture involved too, because she feels that she's both French and German. Um, but tell us a little bit about what it's like in different parts of France. Is it the same everywhere? Is, okay. What I like about France is that wherever you go, you have different culture, um, different food, different um, dialects yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. speak, and you feel like it's it's the same in all Europe. You know, where you go, you are here in France, but if you go to Germany, it will be other things, other food, yeah. other language, yeah. but you have the same in each countries in yeah. Europe. Mm-hmm. 
it's the same for Germany, north, south, it's different, they don't have the same culture, and France is the same. Mm. Everybody is proud of his own culture, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And sometimes you have also, like, um, how to say, fight. Conflict. Conf Conflict. Yes. Between them. Yes. Uh -huh. not, 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 not bad, but yeah. between, like, here, Lorraine and yeah. Alsace. Mm. Yeah, we are the best. You are not the oh. best. <laughs> Would you say Paris is different than other places? We don't like Paris. <laughs> oh. Paris don't like other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Little healthy, uh, healthy conflict yeah. there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or unhealthy. What makes your region in the Karabakh is in Lorraine? Lorraine. 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 Yeah. What makes this culture unique, or what? Um, how would you describe? Because of culture? history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because. Before we had the war, before yeah. there was uh, the war, uh, it was here sometimes German, sometimes French, sometimes German. Oh, yeah. So the border kept changing. Yeah, and for example, when it was German, people weren't allowed to speak French, um, even at school. It was forbidden. Whoa. So I think it's this uh, Alsace and Moselle, it's um, different for this because we, we don't really, we have also. For example, we have two um, days mm -hmm. more. Um, how do you say when you don't work? Um, uh, holidays. Holidays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two more than the other from the <laughs> <laughs> because of all laws from the war, the before the war. Right. You know. Right. right. Um, and so much things are different here than in the rest of France. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Right on. But people are always um, making laugh about us because of our accent. Uh, it's oh, different. Really? Yeah, yeah, because when we speak French, we yeah. have a um, German accent. Oh. <laughs> they say, where are you coming from? Yeah. From Belgium, from Germany? No, we yeah. are French. We are French. Uh, Come on. <laughs> they don't believe I, you. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. No, um, no. Yeah. What is your favorite French food to cook? <clears throat> I'm not a good cook, so oh, that's a lie. She made, she made ratatouille for <laughs> us last night. She made ratatouille night. for us last night. And the night. fireworks so happened good. in our psyche, just Actually, like the movie. Actually, I like to cook um, oh, not French um, food. Yeah. More like mangoes, you know. Uh, oh, yes. yes. Like um, with sugar or you yeah. know, sweet sauce. Yeah. Kind of like Asian food. Asian yeah, cuisine. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. But okay. I like, for example, to eat ra raclette. It's same kind of fondue. Yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. I have to show you how is it. But it's okay. also with cheese. Every every kind of cheese I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she is the cheese queen. Yeah, well, yeah we had a, a big spread of different cheeses that we sampled last night, and man, they were so good. Some of them were really intense, like. And like not the intense uh, uh, cheese. And she gave us the, right, beginner, right, right. She gave us the beginner cheeses. Yeah, oh she gosh. said, I won't buy the advanced cheeses for these guys. They can't handle. Yeah, they can't yeah. handle. Next for me, they were intense. <laughs> the kind of the green part in yeah. the cheese. Yeah, yeah, and she just, she eats the rind and all of it. The, like, part, wow. the, mold, the mold part is her favorite. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shh, don't say don't that. Say <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, man. Very impressed. And yeah, yeah, cheese. So good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Mm -hmm. yeah. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yes. yes. We've been talking about that as her next uh, destination, <laughs> and she's really excited. She's got a map of the world on her wall. Yeah, it's she's very, quite a traveler. Very adventurous traveler, and uh, we're excited for what's next in her story. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
So thanks for listening to our episode on France and Switzerland. Our next episode will be kind of an overall picture of what it was like driving around um, Northern Europe. And so we we touched on about five different countries. So we're going to compile them all into one. So we look forward to sharing that with you later. Thank you.